beautiful Zoe morning days. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> it is a joy to be with you here. Hey, if you're visiting us and listening to us for the first time today, gosh, we welcome you in. We're so excited that you're here with us. And um, if you're coming back for the second, third, fourth, or maybe the 81st time, because there's 81 <laughs> podcasts, um, we want to thank you for your support. We can just, um, we just thank you for those who are listening to us, especially those out in Minnesota. We've had um, lots of podcast downloads in Minnesota recently. So shout out to you guys. Hi, <laughs> welcome in. We're like, you're already part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a very large family right across the world, so plenty of room for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. That's us, the body of Christ, just growing together. And um, I love what God is doing in this season. So we really want to bless you wherever you're at. And um, we just pray that as you work out your day, um, that God would just blow you away with his goodness like he always does. <laughs> so good. Do you know, I was asked the question yesterday, Zoe, um, what does the goodness of God look like to you? And I was just thinking that's just a great question for us to ponder, isn't it? I don't know if I've isn't ever it? really sat and really intentionally thought about that. So that's just a little, a little bonus question for everybody today. <laughs> what does the goodness of God look like for you? Oh, I would love to put some answers on that, but I actually really feel just to let it sit there yep. and um, allow you guys to dream up that as well for yourself. And so we bless you as you think, yeah. <laughs> as God continues to reveal his heart, you know, and he breaks open all those things for you. And God, we just know that you're so good. I know we say it often, but we can't help it, right? Like, and we're so excited. We can't help it because um, there's something of his goodness and his presence and his joy in us that just bubbles over oh he's so good he's so good <laughs> <laughs> so good right so we are going to today we um our last podcast episode we talked about John 11 and the Mary and Martha whose brother Lazarus had died and Jesus comes and we know the story he raises Lazarus back to life which I mean we know the story blah blah he raises someone from the dead like <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, we can't really belittle this, can we? It's like a <laughs> pretty massive piece of scripture right here. And there's just, we actually have been laughing this morning because there's so much in this one chapter. And, you know, the things that stand out to me, it's just no coincidence because it's the lens that currently I'm experiencing and seeing life through. And what stands out to Zoe is exactly where God's talking to her at the moment. So it just... Before we get into this, just a reminder that the Word of God is living and active. It is not just a book. It's not just a story that's written that doesn't change. The words don't change, but there is so much revelation, so much of the of the nature and character of God that comes out as we read his story. And it's not just, you know, we've all heard the story so many times, likely, <laughs> Um. But there are still new things being revealed from it. So we just want to encourage you today that you have a certain lens in the way that you're viewing the world and it's different to others and it's actually needed and it's right where God is meeting you as well. So I want to encourage yeah, you with come that. Come on. So good, Jenna. 
And it's so good. And, you know, even I'm chatting with people this week, you know, it's just different ways we read the word and experience it. And um, I love um, something I heard this week is also that, you know, the word is to be an experience. Mm-hmm. Like when we read it, it's not just words, but like actually opening up our imagination and going like putting ourselves in there now let me tell you that's really hard for a girl like me I'm this is just not my natural thing is to actually open up mum you know go in it's like I don't know if that makes sense but like you actually put yourself in the word you put yourself in that story and you kind of see that all happening that's just not a natural thing for me and so for those of you who are like me who are like just really have seen words but then there's just another level to Mm -hmm. go into it I just want to say that you can grow in it and because the Holy Spirit will show you and he will guide you and it's something that we continue to move in and so if you're not there yet or you're way past me with that yay we we (laughs) want to keep cheering us on but I just want to say that you know that is something we can grow in and and it's a part of our walk and it's part as we continue to come back to his word he breaks it open for us he breaks it open for us in new levels and so there's always there's always hope in that right mm, so yeah. so good and I just think so it's that whole thing that you know God just meets us he's so kind and loving and he just meets us where we're at he's not going to delve into some super heavy theological thing with me right now on a topic that I don't understand he's gonna just gently be like hey this is how we spell cat c-a-t like <laughs> like you would with a child like <laughs> you know, throw the dictionary at them you start with the ball the mm. cat mm. <laughs> the ball on the cat <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly exactly so, and then we <sighs> and as we go we just get we just recognize more and more of what he's saying in this but anyway we should get into it so <laughs> I agree I agree so good thank you Jesus for your word that's alive yeah so what stood out for what was you said last week we talked about the Mary and Martha part of this but what really stood out to you as well is an extra bonus here though oh gosh Jenna well um this is so much of the story I think of of Lazarus right that um oh, it just blows my mind I think that's that first of all Martha's redemption I just I still yeah. can't get over that Martha's redemption you know Martha the fierce woman of faith you know that's just such an encouragement to, to you guys out there but also Mary the beloved you know and again how she comes you know in the next part of the scripture you know you as you read on you know about Jesus Mary comes and anoints his feet again you know she does it twice you know she just pours out her love on him mm. but I mean Jenna I think first of all we just have to face the obvious thing here like what would have been like to have Lazarus alive? I mean, like what, you know, like somebody has died. I can imagine, you know, and then he's walking around, sitting, having dinner with everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm just thinking about how, you know, what were those days like after this when wow, Lazarus yeah. was walking around? Like the promise, the thing that was dead, now raised to life, is now living breathing and and he's and he's and he's walking around I wonder if he re- I just have so many questions like I wonder yeah. if he remembered anything <laughs> yeah like what happened in those four days I mean like yeah oh um yeah that's so incredible and how about you Jenna I know there's different parts that have been really speaking to you so much and yeah incredible encounter yeah well I really I actually only recently kind of um saw this come out which is what we were talking about before but you know it says at the beginning here um 
it says, so Jesus is with his disciples and then, um, and then the word comes to him that the one you love, Lazarus, is sick. And then it says, um, Jesus knows he's going to die, but actually not die. <laughs> and it says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and, and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And that to me just jumps out as like, what a contradiction. Like, so I love Zoe. So when I find out that she's sick, I stay away for two more days. Like, generally, when we hear news like that, particularly in these times, and he was close, he wasn't like a really long journey away or anything. But mm. when we hear something like that, obviously the word is coming to us because it's like, help, come and help. Can you come and be with me? And, mm. you know, but because he loved them, he waited two more days. So that meant by the time he got to Lazarus, it had been four days since he died. <laughs> and, you know, Zoe, it just really makes me think that when, I mean, and it's just happens all through scripture, right? When people think, when we think, when I think that God isn't moving, when I have said to him, God, I'm struggling. I need your help right now. I need you in this area. I need you to heal this. I need you to provide this. I need you. And then it's like silence. And I think we just aren't, I, you know, I think it's just so easy for us to think, well, he doesn't care or he hasn't heard or I've done something wrong or he's punishing me or there's some unrepented sin or there's this, that or the other thing. But what what did Jesus do in those few days? That's what I wonder. You know, as he as he heard about Lazarus and he knew that he was going to die, what did Jesus do? I don't think he just carried on his normal life. I mean, we don't know, but what are some? I imagine what he would have been praying. He would have been interceding. He mm. would have been asking. You know, we know he doesn't do anything that the Father doesn't tell him to do, and so mm. I really feel like he spent a lot of time over those few days asking the Father. Begging the father, can I go? When release me? When do I go? <laughs> mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, that he was saying, you know, like, when can I go, God? And he would have been interceding. I just, oh, I feel he would have been, and 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 it's so it's so an incredible thing to think about, you know, like how God, he's so good to us, and I suppose we always just expect him to rush in, rush <laughs> into that situation, like oh, I'm gonna pray, and you're gonna be here instantly, right? Mm. And um. But there's something of his glory, and I think that there is something of his glory to be revealed, and his plans and his ways are always perfect. And mm. um, I don't think we can really align all of our lives to this story because this is just an incredible story. Like we can't always say God's waiting because his glory is going to be revealed. I don't think he withholds anything from anyone, you know, for you know, for um how do I say just for a perp like just to make a big thing of it it's like there'll be a reason why God is working in a certain That's way right. I think he's always ready to be with you like he, he said he will never leave you nor forsake you he's That's always right. with you so um and I think I really don't yeah I think you're so right and I and I think that the main part of what I see here is like, what was he doing? You know, when we go to him and we feel like he's not moving or we're like, we've got a situation that needs changing. Yeah. God, I'm so desperate for my family. And then he doesn't look like he's moving to ask him what he is doing because yeah. he is doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It might not look what we think and it might be in the timing that we think, but he is moving because absolutely he feels what we feel and he sees 
more than we see. Mm. So when we don't see it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So good. Here's the way maker. I just keep getting that song. You know, even when we don't see it, he's working. He's, oh, so he's always working. He's always working. And he's always working out the good for us. And so, I mean, this is just that absolute story of, of, and, of him working it out for good. And Jenna, I just mm. want to flip that a little bit as well, because this part of the story also caught my attention as well as other bits. But um, what I found was that that two days, actually, so it goes on to also say that um, that it was it's in, after the disciples said, let us go back. But they would say, Rabbi, you can't go back there because that's where they want to kill you. You know, that's mm. where it's dangerous to go back there for you. And so it was, um, and they were saying, and Jesus gives them a message about, which is really obscure, and I am still need some time, revelation, please, Holy Spirit, about walking in the daylight and walking in the night, you know, and how you need to walk in the daylight. And um, and he's like, my friend Lazarus go, you know, asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. And then the disciples actually follow him. And so I just, I'm also seeing this as a part of Jesus uh, knew. So Jesus knew that as the moment he left and went to Bethany, he'd be stepping into the real part of his destiny because it wasn't long after this that mm. he died. It was just, you know, 10 days early. They were there for the celebration. Everything happened pretty quickly after this, this raising of Lazarus and how he went back into Bethany. So it was really dangerous for him. It was part of his destiny that he would go back into this place. And um, mm. I just love that. Um, It's again, that was permission for, for God. Those two days was like, okay, it is dangerous. And maybe he was also saying, oh God, I've got to go back into this place. And this is the place where your glory is going to be revealed. And oh my goodness, but this is the place where it's all going to actually happen now. It's all going to come. The, the story is coming. You know, the fulfillment of his life was coming, all falling into place. And um. And so, and I love that the disciples said, like, we're going to come with you. You know, if he will perish, we will perish too. They're like, they're following him back into Bethany with them. And they, they're taking with them. And so I'm just, I suppose what I'm picking up here about Gina is about that destiny and that calling and um, him allowing the father to lead him into that place of destiny. This, this is all part of his story, his story and his destiny, mm. the things that were to come. That's so, so good. And I, I think that we talked about it. I can't remember if it was just you and I, Zoe, but um, that prayer and Jesus' time with his father and prayer, that was the work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, that he, as he prayed into things and he really talked with God, the father, and said, am I meant to be going to Bethany now? Is this where we're going? I don't really want to, or I do want to. Whatever he felt about that, but once he stepped out of that moment of prayer, not that we ever fully step out of that, but you know what I mean? Mm. The work had been done. It wasn't even a decision yes. anymore. Yeah. It was like he already took it and he laid it down. He laid out what he felt. He heard what the father said to do and how the father felt. And then he just did it. And, mm. oh, gosh, isn't that beautiful? Mm. Isn't that beautiful to just think that we can be learning and growing in this too, that there's no, we can't get it wrong, but that mm. we can... We can be like, God, I'm really going to put, actually Zoe and I had a situation this week that we found ourselves a part of that wasn't, um, anyway, and we were really praying together. We met together, we prayed together. And so you said, what we've done now is we prayed and now actually the outcome of this is with God. Like we desperately wanted to change an outcome. We're fine. It's families are fine. Everything's all good. But um, 
on behalf of some friends and we really wanted to step in and change and you know do and be but we couldn't there was physically no way we could but we knew and so you reminded me that we've done we've done our part we've prayed we can hand this burden over to Jesus and actually it's him who is going to bring solution here and you know what about 12 hours later that solution came and it was a really good one and so how good is God So good. Oh, Lord, we just praise you for your goodness. You know, and I think that's just, oh, he's so good. He's so good. And um, really, that's that encouragement, right? To pray, to use our voice. Oh, gosh, don't get me started. I don't even think I should get started right now, Jenna, because <laughs> it's just so exciting. But actually, what a way to, um, even as we finish off this, you know, this chapter, and where we can't help but ignore the fact that Jesus comes and he stands before that grave. And um, he gets them to roll back the stone. And, um, and you know, this is what he says. He cried with a loud voice. In verse 43, let's read this. He says, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Mm-hmm. And oh, my goodness, friends, this is a season for us to raise our voices. This is a season for us to speak you know it is what when Jesus released those words that decree that um he came forth that he he rose from the you know rose from that grave and stood forth and you know I just you know I love Job twenty two twenty eight because it says to decree a thing and it will be established for you like this is our season Jesus has shown us here that as we speak we speak life into situations mm-hmm. you know we speak life Lazarus comebacks we make that decree and mm-hmm. God is doing it and so um he is he is so faithful and I think you know that decree Lazarus come forth it's not just those are three words Jenna mm-hmm. is there any power in those words mm-hmm. not really where is the power it comes from this faith and this belief and this oh the power of God within us to be released mm-hmm. I think it's just so exciting so good it's the spirit of God <laughs> moving not by on my... yeah that's right not by power, but by his spirit, by your spirit, God, that um, that those words are sent forth. And God in us and God through us, you know, he's in us and he's working through us. But we release his power, you know, by speaking words, you know. Oh, I just love this so much because um, this is a spiritual truth, right? And mm. um, but in recent years, this is something that the science world is catching up to. <laughs> There's so much research that this is actually like scientifically proven to be correct as well. That as we that we create thoughts, we create our lives by what we speak over ourselves and what we speak over our lives. And you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's biblical, it's scripture, it's spiritual. But science is actually backing that up now as well. And we can't we can't ignore the power of when we speak and when we use our words to speak life, to speak what we're hoping for. Mm. And it's not a name it and claim it. And it's not a, if I say mm. this, then it will happen. But it's saying, God, this is my faith right now. Here's what I believe is going to happen. Mm. I trust you that you are good and that you're going to um, have your hand to let this play out as you, as you see it. <laughs> yeah. Come so on. Good. So good. Well, I mean, what a recap of, 
John 11 and you know it all started back with you know um Jody a few weeks ago I would love you guys to go back and even listen to that but we spoke about the Lazarus comebacks the John 11 11 life and then we've heard about the Martha redemptions we've heard about how Jesus is you know you know he's received your prayers and he's working I love that Jenna he is working and no matter what we're seeing right now God is working and even if it costs him everything he you know and and his life, you know, like it did, it cost him his life to go back into that place. He is working for you. His love for you is so great. And to be reminded today that there is the power of your voice. Your voice is important. Mm-hmm. And as you speak so and decree, God is establishing things in his mighty name. The world needs your voice Your and your world needs your voice. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Go and speak life everywhere you go and we will talk to you again soon.